Move her before I return, not a word more. Constance Barton held her tongue before her husband's hectoring. In his imperial mood, when he imagined himself most English, even as he strutted like an Italian bravo, reason could sustain no hope of gaining a foothold. For how long would you have delayed this, if I did not at last relieve you of the womanly decision? Against the acquiescence of her silence still he raved, intending to lecture her until she pronounced him wise. But Constance would have been seeing farther than he was. Even if Joseph could deceive himself that he was merely moving a child's bed, she knew better. He was blind, or would feign blindness, to the obvious consequences of his decision, and Constance would pay for his intemperance. If he could only be coaxed into waiting a bit longer, their trouble would pass entirely of its own accord. Time would establish a different, cooler sympathy between them. Such was the fate of all husbands and wives. True, Constance's weakened condition, and Angelica's, had demanded that she and Joseph adapt themselves more hurriedly than most, and she was sorry for him in this. She always intended that Angelica would be exiled downstairs, of course, but later, when she no longer required the child's protective presence, they were not distant from that safer shore. But Joseph would not defer. You have allowed far too much to elude you, he buttoned his collar. The child is spoiling. I have allowed you too much rain. Only with the front door's guarantee that he had departed for his work did Constance descend to the kitchen, and, betraying none of her pain at the instruction, asked Nora to prepare the nursery for Angelica, to call in a man to dismantle the child's outgrown bed and haul the blue silk Edward's chair up from the parlour to her new bedside. For when I read to her, Constance added, and fled the Irish girl's mute examination of her. Watch Con. She will celebrate the change, Joseph had promised before departing. Either failed kindness or precise cruelty, the child celebrating a separation from her mother. Constance ran her fingers over Angelica's clothing, which hung lightly in her parents' wardrobe. Her playthings occupied such a paltry share of the room's space, and yet he had commanded, All of this, all of it, not one piece when I return. Constance transmitted these excessive orders to Nora, as she could not bear to execute them herself. She escaped with Angelica, found excuses to stay away from the disruption until late in the afternoon. She brought her weekly gifts of money, food and conversation to the widow Moore, but failed to drown her worries in the old woman's routine, grateful tears. She dallied at market, at the tea shop, in the park, watching Angelica play. When they at last returned, as the long, threatened rain broke and fell in warm sheets, she busied herself downstairs, never looking in the direction of the staircase, but instead correcting Nora's work, reminding her to air out the closets, inspecting the kitchen. She poked the bread, criticised the slipshod stocking of the pantry, then left Nora in mid-scold to place Angelica at the piano to practice The Wicked Child and the Gentle. She sat across the room and folded the napkins herself. "'Which child are you, my love?' she murmured, but found only sadness in the practised reply. 
the gentle mamma. As the girl's playing broke and reassembled itself, Constance finally forced herself up to the second floor and walked back and forth before the closed door of Angelica's new home. No great shock greeted her inside. In truth, the room's transformation hardly registered, for it had sat six years now in disappointed expectation. Six years earlier, with his new wife seven months expectant, Joseph had, without apparent resentment, dismantled his beloved home laboratory to make space for a nursery. But God demanded of Constance three efforts before a baby survived to occupy the room. Even then it remained empty, for in the early weeks of Angelica's life, mother and daughter both ailed, and it was far wiser that the newborn should sleep beside her sleepless mother.